You're listening to the American Girl Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Smart Girls Podcast. I'm Shay. And I'm Jess. And today we have a very special and important episode, right? Yes. Yeah, we are talking about mindfulness and mental health today. So, so important. I think, you know, as a cultural expert and somebody who really studies this for young Mm. people, Shay, I was so excited we decided to have this conversation because we know that mental health and mental well-being is super important for everybody. But did you know that girls, even as young as 11, are 30% more likely to struggle with mental health issues than boys? So I think there's lots of reasons why, you know, it's kind of the way also we process and the issues that are affecting girls today in culture. But you and I both have experiences with this too. Yes, we do. That's why it was also really important for me to have this conversation on this show because I know as somebody who's living through this and growing up with the internet and social media playing such a huge part of our lives, I know the effect and the mental toll it takes on people. And so I just wanted to be able to talk about that and make sure every listener knows they aren't alone in these feelings and that we all feel a lot of this. That is so important. And I hope everybody listening really gets that. We're going to talk about things today like feeling anxious or maybe Mm -hmm. even depressed at times or, you know, just a worry or a stress. And, you know, uh, what every episode is really inspired by a smart girl's book. And this one is the worry book, which I reread as an adult and really need. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's an amazing book. It is really an amazing book. It's how to feel less stressed and have more fun. And that's also the point is that yeah. we're going to talk a little bit today with our guests and with our expert, Katie Hurley is back with us about how we can move through some Mm. of these feelings. They don't have to define us, right? Absolutely. I agree. So when you say, Shay, that, you know, this is something that you've kind of struggled with, would you be open to sharing a little bit about where you feel more stressed in your life or how anxiety comes up for you? Yeah. um, For me, (laughs) I get overwhelmed really easily, actually. So sometimes I'll even just be talking about all the things I have to get done in a Mm. day. And I start to feel really, really stressed and really anxious. And for me personally, when I start to feel a little bit anxious, I start to feel like I can't breathe properly. I can't take a full breath. It It feels really tight in my chest. Um, And then if it gets worse, I also feel it in my stomach, like Mm. a stomachache. If I'm really, really nervous about something or like just a bad feeling. But most of the time it starts to show up in a tight chest and feeling like I can't breathe. And then that feeling (laughs) kind of makes me a little bit more anxious because it's scary. But um, a lot of the main stressors for me are school, um, my work, relationships, if I'm going through maybe a tough time with some of my friends, thinking about having to talk to them about some stuff. Honestly, everything, just life can be stressful. Truly, life can be stressful. (laughs) And we're living and moving through a pandemic, and there's been a lot, and there's a lot of bad news out there. So not to pile it all on, but you're right, there's a lot of (laughs) stressors out there. For me, when I feel anxious, it's I usually feel like my mind racing. It's hard for me mm. to focus because mm-hmm. I'm not focused on the present moment. I'm focused on what I think is going to happen in the future. Or the past. Or the past. Or, yeah. They often too. say like anxiety is about projecting into the future and depression is about focusing on something that happened mm. in the past. And so staying present is really, really important. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard thing to think about sometimes because, you know, we worry a lot and, and people like to talk 
talk about what they're worried about. And so I think, yeah. you know, even maybe we're stressing you out with this episode I already. I actually felt myself. I started <laughs> to get too. a little tense. And then I was like, oh, my God, Shay, relax. Me too. So if you're listening, <laughs> relax all your muscles. I know you might be tensing them up. But, yeah. yeah. Well, the good news is that we're here to say it happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. And we've got great folks on the show to help us talk about it. And I, that's something I wanted to ask you. How did you learn to talk about it? And how did you learn to open up and share with somebody when you weren't feeling okay? I think actually I was really fortunate in the fact that it was always a very open conversation in my household with my mom especially. Mm. And she has been such a great support for me through my entire life and everything that goes on. I I really feel that I have such an incredible relationship with Mm. her and I'm able to talk to her about anything. And it's so important to have somebody that you can talk to about this because you don't have to go through everything alone. And I feel like a lot of the time we do feel like there's that pressure to deal with things alone and you're stronger if you do deal with things alone. But it's so helpful to have somebody to help you through these things. Yeah. And you have to trust the people I think that you're sharing that with. Obviously, you've got great trust with your mom. That's why we wanted to have Katie Hurley, who's a licensed social worker Mm -hmm. and therapist, on the show with us at times Mm -hmm. because maybe you're listening right now and it is hard to talk about this with your mom or your parents and or maybe this is new to you and you're like, oh my gosh, I think I have this or I think I'm starting that conversation. Yeah, starting that conversation Mm -hmm. is really, really important. So we'll get some advice from Katie a little later in the show, Mm -hmm. but I, I think it's so wonderful that you can be so open also being a public person because I think sometimes you talked about social media and I think sometimes it's really easy to compare ourselves to the people we know online or even in our real life and think oh everybody's life they're not worrying about anything yeah I and that's (laughs) that's actually a really important thing for me because I want to say that I do fall into that very easily um comparing myself to other people that I see just their lifestyle. I'm like, oh, I wish I had that or I wish I was doing that. And I know that some people might do that when they see some of my photos. But I want to say that just because I'm posting things of me smiling and looking happy, that's not always the case. Like I do go through difficult times too. And I have all these feelings that you guys may have. And I I know a lot of the times I'll I'll post with friends or something and people will say like, oh, I wish I had that. I wish I was Mm. feeling that. And I know that they're comparing their lives to mine, but I just want to say we all go through things. We just pick what to share on social media. We pick the perfect moments. Yeah, that's really important. That's a reality of social media. We are Mm -hmm. all putting up our curated life or the life that we're picking, you know, the moments to share. And I also think social media can be really good for reaching out to talk to people about these things. Because I think the more open somebody like you is talking about the reality of their lives, you know, may give some more hope and inspiration to people out there thinking like, oh gosh, I thought I was the only one, which I swear is at the bottom of everything we talk about. Yeah, You are not the only one, I promise. You are not the only one. It feels like that a lot of the time. And even for me, like I I know I'm not the only one, but still so many times I'll be going through something and be like, God, I really must be the only one feeling this specific way about this specific thing. But then I start to talk about it with one of my friends and they're like, oh my God, I feel that way too. And it's like, you really aren't the only one, no matter how much you feel like you are. Yeah. It brings you some relief. Also, you know, look, stress is always going to be here. We have to figure out how to deal with it. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to have an exercise we're going to do together. I'm very excited. (laughs) That is something that I still go to and and something I had to learn much later in my life. I didn't have these tools as a young girl. So that's why I'm really excited that we're doing this episode. And when we were thinking about who we could talk to about mm. this. We have a new friend named Paulina Chavez yes. who is coming on the show. And this is also a really important topic to her, but you want to tell everybody about her? 
Yeah, so Paulina is an amazing actress. You guys may know her from the TV show The Expanding Universe of Ashley Garcia. And she's also upcoming in Fate the Wink Saga, which is a great show. So today's episode is all about taking care of yourself and mental health and learning how to communicate those feelings. Um, And I know, like you said, this is a topic that Paulina really cares about and prioritizes in her life. So she's the perfect person to chat with about this. I know. I can't wait to talk to her. Should we get started? Yeah, we should. So Paulina, today we're talking about mindfulness and mental health. And I know this is a topic that really matters to you. So I want to ask specifically, how important is it to you to take care of your mental well-being? It is very important for me because being stressed really affects your body in ways that it really shouldn't. So it doesn't only just affect your mind, it affects your body. And, you know, your body is your temple and you have to protect it. You know, you only have one body. And so it's just finding ways that work for you because everybody is different. I was curious just where you feel the most stressed in your life. Like, do you, have you been able to mm-hmm. identify things that stress you out more than others? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> life in general. I know. Um, that feels like a pretty to. obvious question. <laughs> as I'm getting older, I'm finding new things that I'm stressing about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like what? Taxes and <laughs> gas prices. <laughs> yeah. like, just things like that. And also just like relationships and friendships and boys, boys, yeah. just, they're stressful. <laughs> well, we're covering a lot of that on oh, this yeah. show. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I want to ask relating to that, uh, and this also relates to the answer that you already said, how stress manifests in your body. How specifically do you feel it since it is so different for everybody? For me, I get rashes, hives. Mm. My body does just shut down when I'm exhausted and I get back pain. Mm. Um, I can really go into debt during COVID. Um, I developed this tick that's kind of like Tourette's syndrome, but it isn't because I was diagnosed later when I was over 18. So they, they call it tremors. Oh, wow. um, mm. But yeah, when I went to go see a neurologist, they were like, I thought you had Tourette's syndrome. And I was like, no, this is fairly new and it's really scary. So wow. stress, again, it just really does affect you. And they never found anything wrong with me. But even now, if I'm really stressed, anxious, or very tired, it just it flares comes up. out of nowhere. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That must have been so scary to have that pop up. Yeah. I was going to ask, oh, did yeah. not knowing what that was really stress you out? Did that affect it even more? It was, it was, it was really scary. It was very ongoing. It never mm. stopped in the mm. beginning. It was just ongoing and it really scared my mom and my dad. It really scared them. Well, you you know, you bring up because there is there is that balance of mind and body, but when we get sick, and obviously we've all been living through a pandemic. So mm-hmm. when we think about worry and we think about stress and we think about wellness, they're like, all very real things. They're all yeah. very real things. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. Like sometimes things can go wrong in our body that we weren't mm-hmm. expecting. And then yeah. it makes us feel really out of control. I know that's when oh, I yeah. feel the most anxious, mm-hmm. when I feel yeah. like I can't control something. It's such a weird feeling and you're never really taught how to cope with it. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy that they have a book about it. Yeah, <laughs> we have a book. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, we, <laughs> we're loving that there's books for the smart girls out there oh, to yeah. kind of walk through it. But it's also great to meet folks like you who, you know, you have a very public life. You are an actor as well. And Shane, I've been talking about this on mm-hmm. the show. There's a big balance between your online persona and your mm-hmm. offline persona. And so I think we yeah. were wondering if how social media might affect your 
mindfulness and mental well-being? Social media is very interesting. And <laughs> yeah. I know uh, I know in the beginning um, of my career, I thought, you know, you have to post every day. You have to be mm-hmm. um, active and you have to just be out there. Um, and I think that really does something to your mental health. Worrying about how people are reacting to what you're posting, if people like it, if people dislike it. And it's just not it for me. And I know now I don't have any notifications turned on for social media. Wow. If I'm on it, I'm on it. If I want to post now, I post because I want to, not because I have to. Mm. And I think that's something that is something I'm always learning. And, you know, you're always like caught up in like the loopholes of stalking somebody on Instagram and being like, (laughs) oh, why isn't my life like theirs? And it's just, I'm also really bad at answering DMs. (laughs) Again, like if, if because my notifications aren't turned on, yeah. like, I'm not gonna respond. I'm so sorry, but it's just also that thing that's like I will I'll respond when I have to, and it's nothing personal. Well, yeah. sometimes when the phone there. dings, if you get a notification, it also creates anxiety because it just there's oh, bells yeah. going Absolutely. off. Absolutely, I was gonna say yeah. those are some things that I'm working on with myself, with like trying not mm-hmm. to constantly be on my phone, and I have a lot of my notifications turned off too. Like I only have mm-hmm. DMs on good for, for Instagram, and so mm-hmm. those are a lot of really good ways to practice self care when it comes to online things Mm -hmm. but I I also want to ask specifically like not relating to online things what else helps you when you're stressed Mm -hmm. out maybe about like when you were stressed out about school or when you're stressed about work or just Mm -hmm. other life things maybe friendships relationships what helps you there I'm a very creative person Mm -hmm. so I I like to crochet and Mm -hmm. oh that's um, cool bucket hats yeah and I like to also like make paper and junk journals with my sister and my mom what's a junk Um, journal the junk journal. So it's basically all this like pretty paper that we just like find in places. And we just make a notebook with um, a cereal box (laughs) and you kind of just like sew it on and you have like a junk journal. Um, They're really cool. I've never heard (laughs) that. I've never heard that name before. Yeah, me either. That's really cool. Pinterest, man. Pinterest gives me the idea. I'll have to send you guys one. I'll yeah, send you guys love one. I'll that. make some. <laughs> I'm like a big so um, like vision board maker. Mm. Like I will do those yeah. kinds of things, but I've never heard of a junk journal and I love journaling. So yeah. that might be a new project for us, Jay. I'm a big vision board person too, but you? I use Pinterest for it. Yeah. <laughs> Pinterest is awesome. And also like writing, working yeah. out. I like just sitting at the piano and writing. Mm. Um, that's something that just kind of relaxes me and my cats really yeah. also help with that. They're apparently like natural healers. So oh, yeah. Well, their purrs yeah. are at like the vibration yeah. of I love. Do you know that? about that? I thought that was so cool. Oh yeah. And especially if it's your really kitties cool. are on you and where they purr mm-hmm. on you, like my kitties tend to purr on my neck, on my <laughs> heart me a little too. bit. Yeah. What, let's give a cat shout out. What are your cat's <laughs> names? <laughs> uh, one of them, her name's Whiskey. And then my other one, his name is Buble. Buble. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask. Oh my God. And what's your kitty's name? My cat's name is Lava. I named her that when I was four. She's black and white. Oh. So I, I said she was kind of like dried lava not not like not like oh, orange lava which people always think of they're like oh is she an orange cat and i'm like no she's she's a cow cat she's black and white but i don't know i, Aww, yeah. I have three yeah. i have bucci oh. bubba and luna we love 
Oh, I know. No, but you're right. My dog's name is Luna. Really? (laughs) It's such a good name for our pets. My stuffed animal's name is Luna. (laughs) Or our stuffed animals. (laughs) But it's so true. Like, animals are such a natural, like, healing, Mm -hmm. loving. They Mm -hmm. love you unconditionally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was curious, Paulina, like, as you have grown up and kind of learned more about yourself and maybe how to balance some of these things that stress you out and the ways and understanding mm-hmm. the triggers that make you anxious. How have you chosen to talk about that with your family and yeah. friends? Has that been difficult to do? Were there any times where you felt like you couldn't tell somebody how you were feeling? Mm-hmm. It's still hard for me to communicate my feelings to people. I It's a very vulnerable thing to do. Yeah, And I know like when I did go through that Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was really there for me. And so I kind of learned how to kind of talk to her about mm. it. But even now it's still, it's still hard to talk about. Yeah. Um, but my mom knows me really well. And so she knows like, do you need to go see the chiropractor? Do you need a <laughs> massage? And I'm just like, yeah, I yeah. Actually do. Yeah. So she helps so you just, with that self-care. You know, it yeah. really does. Mm-hmm. And she's always there for me. Um, which is really great to have somebody there, whether it is a friend or a family yeah. member. I was going to say that. It's good to have somebody kind of nudge you to practice mm-hmm. self-care when you yeah. can't realize yeah. you need it in those moments. Exactly. Yeah. And so, but I'm still learning. Yeah. I'm we still, all are. We all are. <laughs> That's what we're learning on this show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I think yeah. what we're learning the most is communication is so important. Yeah, that keeps coming so up in every important. episode. But first, we have to know, like, we have to identify what we're feeling, mm-hmm. right, in order to communicate yeah. it. And I think with mental health, what can be so hard is there's a real stigma in talking about it when you're not mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. sometimes you feel ashamed or you feel like you mm-hmm. might be the only one or you feel like you're totally. not going to be understood. And I think mm-hmm. that's why Shay and I wanted to to talk about this today to kind of make it feel more normal. Yeah. yeah, it's so normal. And it really is something that's slowly getting normalized, but it yeah. needs to be more normalized because- yeah. Everybody should just be talking about it and about their feelings. It's it's something that we oppress a lot within ourselves. Just like, ugh, lock it in. Yeah. And don't, don't feel that stuff. And then you put a face on and you're just faking a smile. Yeah. that we, We're talking a lot about that mask. I think digital media or social media has a big mm-hmm. impact on, on our mental health, though, because Absolutely. of yeah. that mask. Like mm-hmm. you talked, uh, you know, going back to this just for a second, because you made me think about this, like that going down the rabbit hole thing that you were talking about, there's so much mm-hmm. compare and despair around mm-hmm. mental health and well-being too. Like, especially online, we're always comparing ourselves to something outside of ourselves. And yeah. one of the things, as somebody who personally struggles with anxiety and depression and has gotten, been able to get help for it, I think one of mm-hmm. the things that I've learned is that is not, that's a negative trigger for me if I start mm-hmm. to look too much outside of me. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. the real thing I need to do is look, look within and spend some time getting reconnected to myself, which much like you, Paulina, I love massages. I love anything (laughs) body work related because it it merges both worlds. What about you? Oh, like ways that I I like that to you relax, reconnect. Or, yeah, and relax. Um, I would say for me, similar to Paulina, I use music and mm. writing a lot. Uh, I will mm. go sit at my piano. I'll play my guitar for a little while. I will do some creative writing. I'll paint. Mm. Um, there are a lot of things that I sometimes will forget really help, and then I I go back to them like painting, and mm-hmm. I'm like. Oh my God, that made me feel so relaxed, so much better. And it's like, I think the first step is recognizing what makes you feel bad. So for me, Mm -hmm. a lot Mm. of the times it is social media. If I spend way too much time Mm. on my phone, I feel that feeling in my chest Mm. of me 
not being able to take a full deep breath. And so I, mm-hmm. I have to turn off my phone once I realize that. And then I go decide to do something else that really connects me to my body, like mm. playing an instrument and just mm-hmm. takes my mind off of everything else. Like hours will go by and I don't even realize it. So That's figuring amazing. out things that it's help wonderful. you in that yeah. way. Yeah. Does that That's sound awesome. like, is that sound the same thing that you get from that Paulina from playing music and creating? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. It's much needed. And um, even like certain people in my life who like have stressed me out and have just <laughs> put me in weird situations. Yeah. I'm, I, I always go back to the piano. Yeah. Like I know it's been months since I had touched the piano and writing and then a situation happened and I was like, thank you so much for inspiring me to go back to the mm. piano. I am going to pull a Taylor Swift for you. And I, think, I <laughs> want to say that is such a beautiful way of redirecting those feelings and that mm-hmm. energy to be able to use those creative outlets and take the yeah. negative feelings and turn it into mm-hmm. something that actually helps you heal. Yeah, I think it is so that. beautiful to be able to do that. Yeah. And everybody can do it in different mm-hmm. ways. It doesn't have to be music too. Some people no. love working out and they love taking their emotions and going on a run. Mm-hmm. I, I don't personally love that, but other people do. And it's I like, do. I yeah. love boxing. I love, oh, I that's box. awesome. And that's oh. a great way for me to be like literally physically <laughs> yeah. punch yeah. it Honestly, out. I've been wanting to go to one of those rooms where you just like break glass uh, and break yes. <gasps> Me too. I want to do that so badly. Yeah. I want to do that just to... But I feel like if the three of us ever got to hang out in person, we would have a great crafting moment. Like you would be making junk journals. I can make some vision boards. You can paint. paint. (laughs) No, I like it as a great reminder that there are very simple everyday things that we can do. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think it's about a practice. It's not about perfection. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Put that on your Pinterest board. Oh my God, I will. <laughs> I'm going to write that down later. Honestly. And it's just, you really need to be selfish with your self-care. You really do have to be selfish. Mm-hmm. You And we're always like taught that not to be selfish, but no, it is your mind, your body. You have to take care of it first and foremost. Yeah. I snapped to And that. you don't have to feel guilty <laughs> about doing that either. No. no. Yes. And I think that is something that girls in particular can mm-hmm. struggle with a little bit mm-hmm. more. That idea that like, if I'm taking this time, am I being selfish? But I say focus on the self part, right? It's mm-hmm. in self-care. And yeah. you know, really the Latin origin of selfish is little self. Do you know that? Selfish, little I- self. So oh, I always wow. change it because I think selfish can be used as a bad thing against girls it a lot. Always is, right? yeah. It always is, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I always think about like, what does your little self need in this oh, moment? Oh, I love oh, that. That's amazing. Jess, Shay, I love that. Paulina. <laughs> okay, amazing. so we asked Shay's audience uh, to give us some questions and we had a lot about Ooh, so anxiety. Many. This was like yeah. one of the... Massive hits. Because we know that everybody, no matter whether you're a professional, you know, athlete or actor or no matter what age you are. Yeah, Yeah. no matter what age and no matter what you do in the world, we're all going to feel these moments of anxiety Mm -hmm. and this is going to come up. So, how do we cope with it? So, this was actually a question, Shay, from your community. And they asked, you know, mental health is super important. Um, And coming from somebody who has anxiety, I want to know how you all get through this. And do you have some breathing exercises or tips that you can give? So I thought just to kind of round out this beautiful conversation, we could do just a very quick little exercise that I feel like comes in handy for me when I have those really big like flare-up moments of anxiety, like Mm -hmm. before a test or before you're talking in front of people or just... For me, honestly, even a lot of the time that I do stuff like this, it's 
just when I'm like in my bed at home and I've been on my phone really? for too long, like what yes. I was saying. Like I do, I do breathing exercises all the time, and I actually. I haven't uh, lately. I need to get back on it, but I okay. did for a while pretty consistently and it helps so much. And this is such an easy one to do. Okay. This is like mm-hmm. probably a little less than a minute. So for everybody who is listening or watching right now, if you're able to, um, just put your feet on the floor. If you're able to, it's okay if you have shoes on. Um, it's great if you want to take them off. You can Feel your feet on the ground. Sometimes I even do this outside. Um, But just get your feet so that if you're able to, they're grounded. And then loosen your belly because girls oftentimes are always taught to suck in their bellies. And we hold a lot of tension in our stomach, actually. So let's just— And your shoulders. Yeah, loosen your shoulders. Relax everything. Loosen your belly a bit. Um, And then now we're going to take a couple deep breaths and— I like to breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. So let's do three of them. So we'll go in. Close your eyes if you choose to. Breathe in again. And one last one. So hopefully your feet are grounded. If you're able to, your stomach is loose. You've taken these breaths. And then if you're able to as well, put your hand on your heart. It's a great way just to connect back to yourself and just ask yourself, how am I feeling? And don't judge what comes up. So if the voice inside is like, I'm super anxious, it's okay. Take another couple deep breaths. Focus on feeling your feet on the ground and feeling grounded. And then, you know, maybe what comes in for you is I feel grateful or I feel more at peace or I feel ready. So just let your body sort of talk to you. And again, try not to judge. This is just a quick little check-in moment to kind of balance the moments where you feel anxious. It's a great reminder. And I think we're all there for each other. It's why we're doing this <laughs> yeah. show. It's why we wanted to talk to someone as fabulous as you, Paulina. Yeah. So oh, thank you. So grateful for your time today. Thanks so for grateful. coming and hanging with us. And hopefully yeah. one day in person, we can learn how to crochet. Yes. I know. Oh my goodness, yes. And make a junk and journal. Bring, yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> and oh, make a it's junk a pleasure. Journal. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like we could have just like hung out with Paulina a whole lot more. (laughs) We could have had like hours worth of conversations with her. She's awesome. What was your favorite part of the combo? I really loved some of the things she was saying about having creative outlets because that's exactly what I do to cope with a lot of the feelings I have. So I just love that she brought that up. Ditto for me. And my big takeaway was, I think, just the what it felt like to do the exercise together. Me too. I was going to say that. that. Yeah. I really, really liked that. I it was I was happy y'all let me lead that because it you felt— You should do guided meditations. You were so calming. Let you us should. know if you want those, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like the more specific we can get, Shay, about like little things everybody can do to handle mm-hmm. stress or anxiety, I think is really important because it might not work for everybody, but then yeah. you get lots of yeah. options. So what you are some other options that that you exercise? Yeah. So I would say um, going outside. If mm. you have an outdoor space where you live, that always really helps me, whether I realize it or not, just getting yeah. some sunlight and feeling the breeze. It's so nice. Uh, drinking a cold glass of water actually really helps really? to calm me down. I don't know. That's- yeah. When I'm feeling really stressed about homework, especially, I kind of just stop. I walk into the kitchen. I get a cold glass of water. Having alone time. I'm going to circle back to that in a sec, but another small thing. I have um, a fidget ring. If you guys are watching, it is amazing. You can like spin the little thing. So because of, I will yeah. pick at my fingers. Yeah, me too. I'll like literally rip at my nail and it's 
not Ooh. great. And yep. sometimes I bleed and it's really and it's really painful. So instead of doing that, then it's still something that's like an actual feeling. Mm. Um and it's Love it. not harmful. Ring. Yep, which is great. Um, but alone time yeah. is a massive thing for me that helps with my mental health and just taking a second to like calm down and breathe and not think about anything. And I really realized that through quarantine. Mm. I know there were so many not great parts of that experience and that's still ongoing. But yeah. one of the great things that I took away from it was that forced alone time and forced downtime at home. I really realized that that's something I need for myself. And now it's implemented into my everyday. Like being here doing the podcast yeah. with you, I take alone time at lunch because I need yes. it to get through the day. And so some people love socialization and they use that as a tactic to help with their stressors and their anxiety. But for me, I need to have downtime. Yes. So. I agree. I love that we talked about animals with Paulina because those do give me yeah. a lot of um, space. But I love reading and that's my alone time. You know, I was actually going to bring really? that up too because I was saying things that make you just get out of your head and forget that time exists and you can spend hours doing it without realizing. Yeah. Reading is a massive thing that helps me do that. Yeah. And we're lucky, Ducky, in California, we have mostly pretty good weather. So yeah. I will take my book outside. I will curl up I with my puppy. That dog too. and I will just have a little bit of alone time. So whatever mm. works for you, it's just, I thought it was really good that we give some options and because mental health is a serious topic and it really does affect people in a variety of ways, we wanted to have an expert on the show who yeah. could help us answer some additional questions from her expertise. She's a licensed social worker and a therapist. Her name is Katie Hurley. She's also an advisor on the body book for yeah. that Smart Girls does. So anyway, um, Katie's going to join us and we've got some questions from your yes. community yes. Um, about mental well-being and mindfulness and maybe some ways that we can understand what's also happening happening in our body when we feel anxiety. So let's dig in with Katie. Let's. Katie, we're so happy to have you here with us. These questions are about mental health and mindfulness. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of them. We picked a couple we'd really love your help with. So I'll start. Um, this uh, person writes in and says, sometimes I'm really stressed and my mind starts spinning. What can I do to stop my brain from just going and going? What's happening during these anxious moments? That's an excellent question. And so many people are feeling that way mm -hmm. right now. So just first of all, know that you are totally not alone. This is super common right now. Um, the two things that I always recommend, first of all, the single best thing you can really learn how to do is proper deep breathing. And I actually usually call it slow breathing mm. because sometimes when we say deep breathing, people start taking these really fast, big breaths, and that can actually make that feeling a little bit worse. So when you learn to slow it down, it can really help. And a fun way to do that, that you can do anywhere at any time and no one even knows you're doing it is to practice what we call square breathing. Mm. So what you do is you trace a square in the palm of your hand. And when you're tracing the one side up on the square, you count to four while you breathe in. And then when you're going across the top, you count to four while you hold. And then on the way down, you count to four while you exhale. And then you count to four again on the way over while you hold. So mm. you trace a square while you take these really slow, this nice, slow breath. And the holding parts are actually really important because that's mm. the part, that's where your brain starts to get the message okay, we're doing this now. We're slowing down. Ah. So when you do that, you actually tell your whole nervous system to just calm down and stop reacting to whatever is making you feel really stressed out. 
I love that because you could do that like in a class or you could do that anywhere. It doesn't have to be very obvious. Yeah. Right? And also the feeling of like mm-hmm. you're against your hand is actually really calming too in and of itself. So I like that. So the second thing you can do that's super helpful is a grounding technique. Mm. So this is where we tell our brain to stay focused on what's happening right now. And the easiest way to do it is to ground yourself in your senses. So to say out loud, it actually helps to talk out loud because it tells your brain, we're doing this now, I'm in charge now. So to say out loud, one thing that you can see, Mm. one thing that you can hear, one thing that you can feel, and one thing that you can smell. And when you do that, you're grounding yourself in the here and now, and you can't worry about other things. I love that because I do that, actually. That was a technique that my... um, healthcare provider gave me when I was really struggling with anxiety. I sometimes say them out loud. If I'm in public, I might not, but it helps me to like go through the senses. I think we talked about that. Yeah. I really love that piece of advice. And that will help your brain and your body communicate. Right, Katie? That's right. Yeah. Because what happens when we feel stressed out is basically our brains are overreacting to a situation and saying, this is too much. This is really scary. Mm -hmm. I feel dysregulated Mm -hmm. and a little out of control. So when we pair that deep breathing with just paying attention to our surroundings and how we feel, it helps our brain tell our bodies, let's slow down. We're going to be okay. We can get through this. We have another question from my audience. Somebody asked, how do you know when you aren't okay and need to talk with someone? So that's a really good question too. So I always say it never hurts to talk to someone, but it might hurt if you keep waiting and waiting and waiting Mm. and putting it off. Mm. So sometimes talking to someone is talking to someone like me. Sometimes it can be checking in with a teacher that you really like, a coach, um, you know, somebody that teaches an art class outside of school. It can be an aunt or uncle or, you know, sibling or friend or friend's mom, someone that you're close to, your own parent. So, you know, a first step is to really learn how to say, I'm not okay right now, and to go to an adult that you trust and say that. But if you're feeling like it's really hard to go to school or Mm. hang out with your friends or go to whatever sport you like to play or activity you like to do, if you're just feeling like, I don't want to do those things anymore, everything feels too hard, that's usually a good sign Mm. that you should get some help from someone. And can we go a step deeper into that advice too, Katie, from your experience? Like, let's say there's a young listener who has really talked to some folks and it's not helping in the way that they think they need, but they've never asked to go see a therapist. And maybe they're afraid that their parents won't take them or won't think they need it. I've seen some of those questions come in too. Can we talk about some language that you would advise how a young person or any person could could broach that subject with the caregiver in their life? One thing is to just really name it. When we can name what we're going through, we can ask for the proper help. Mm -hmm. So if you can say, and sometimes it's honestly easier to text a caregiver or write a note the first time, you know, sometimes it can be hard to have these conversations face-to-face or take a walk with that person. But any way that you can just go to that person and say, I'm feeling really worried a lot of the time, or I'm feeling really sad a lot of the time, and I need someone else to help me with this because it's not going away. That's the most important message that you want to get across. I really love that. I also like the idea that you could text or write a note if, if 
that face-to-face is too much. Mm-hmm. All right, last question that came in is, and this kind of goes into that, I'm scared to talk about my feelings. I might have social anxiety, but I'm scared that people will think that I just want attention. What can I do? So one thing that is really hard for tweens and teens is that when they say things like, I'm super anxious or I'm super depressed or I'm overwhelmed. People assume that they're being quote dramatic, which is a word I really don't love at all. Mm -hmm. And so people say like, oh, you're just making it up or you're exaggerating or you think that you have all the problems. But a lot of kids are feeling this way right now. A lot of tweens and teens are really struggling right now. So I think, you know, Mr. Rogers used to say, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. Mm -hmm. So Learning how to use the words to describe how you're feeling is really important. And the easiest way to do that, honestly, is to look yourself in the mirror and just say it over and over again. I feel anxious. I feel worried. I think I might be depressed. I feel anxious. I'm I'm struggling to talk to friends. And just keep saying it and saying it until it kind of rolls off your tongue. Mm. That helps your brain get into the habit of using the right language to describe what you're going through. Mm. Yeah. I, oh, Shay and I have talked about this a lot on the show that there's the, this stereotype and misperception that girls are just so emotional or their feelings are just so big. And we really want to help normalize all of the emotional range that we have, but specifically when we're in need of help. Um, mm. And we're just so grateful that you said that, you know, the big thing I'm taking away is use the right language. Um, and really that feels such, like such an empowering thing to do. Yeah, I fully agree. Katie, thank you so much for being here and answering these questions. We always love having you. Thank you. Shay, I feel really happy that we could have Katie here to answer some of those questions from her area of expertise. And I just want to always say thank you for listening to the Smart Girls podcast with Shay and Jess. And if you're an adult or a parent listening with the Smart Girl in your life, make sure you follow us. And if you could write a review, those really help us out. Also, if you're on social media, you can follow us at I'm Jess Wiener, at Shay Rudolph, and at American Girl Brand. We're on Instagram and TikTok, and there we're going to be posting some really cool behind-the-scenes content and, of course, video clips from these interviews. 